It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Titans. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome to Locked On Titans, your daily source for all Titans news and information with your host, Terry McCormick of Titan Insider, Greg Arias, and former Tennessee Titans All-Pro left tackle, Brad Hopkins. Terry, it's Thursday, meaning obviously Brad not with us today, but we've still got a lot of things to cover in this edition of Locked On Titans. As always, our current news segment. We'll have our Coach's Corner and Player's Corner segments where we look at comments from this week's opponents, the Cleveland Browns. We've also got something, Terry, to talk about from CBS Sports, an article that they wrote, and our final thoughts on the day. And welcome in, as always. Well, thanks for having me. I like doing this sort of thing, and I know you do, too. And Just reaching out to the fans and uh, you know, kind of giving insight as to what we see regarding the Titans uh, each and every day. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, and I want to throw this in before we jump into the current news, but I really have fun doing this. This is, you and I have done print for a long time. We've uh, done radio and interviews, and I still do radio today, but uh, this is really fun. It's it's a short thing in, in part of our day that we put together to do this, but uh, I enjoy doing it and enjoy getting the art, the information out there to the fans, and it makes it a little bit faster, doesn't it, than just the written article. Certainly, we still want people to read the written work, but this, I think, is a is a quick daily starter for us. Yeah, it is, and I think uh, when you, you know, sometimes people don't have time to sit down even on their phone and, and read a full article, but uh, if they have time and they can download this and listen to it while they're working or while they're driving or whatever. And it kind of, you know, gives them the insight that they want, hopefully on the team, uh, and doesn't take up a lot of their time. And we want to thank our listeners because we have been growing daily with this podcast over the last month that we've been doing this. And we hope to continue that. And we thank you, the fans, for certainly being part of that growth for us. Let's jump right into the current news, Terry. And it's a Fairly big story, though I don't know that it's going to be severe come Sunday. We'll obviously have to wait and see. But left tackle Taylor Lewan, who many have said has been playing as the best left tackle in football through the early part of the season. Now, that's certainly an opinion. But he was limited yesterday in practice with a shoulder injury. What can you tell us about that? Well, Taylor didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Wednesday is usually the Titans' padded practice. So a lot of times if a guy is nursing a little bit of an injury, maybe nothing real serious, They'll ease him up on Wednesday and uh, wait till Thursday or Friday to get it back in because they don't want to put him through too much contact uh, in the week if he's nursing some sort of minor injury. Uh, I had one guy ask me on Twitter if it is the same shoulder that Lawan injured last year, and to be honest, nobody asked uh, that question yesterday, but I will certainly find out today, and we'll have it for tomorrow's podcast to see if it's the shoulder that gave Lawan so much trouble last year during the season. 
Well, if he's unable to go, and I don't think he will not be able to go, it seems like if he's just limited that he's probably, uh, as you said, getting a little rest. They'll do some treatment on it, those kind of things, and come Sunday, I think he's in the lineup. But if he's not, does that mean that we see Dennis Kelly at left tackle on Sunday? That would be the next option, I would think, that uh, Dennis Kelly was brought in here uh, in the Doyle Green-Beckham trade to provide some depth first at tackle and then at guard if need be, but uh, I would think that, that would be the next man up if for some reason Taylor Lewan's shoulder doesn't improve, but I'm like you, I fully expect Taylor Lewan to be a go on Sunday because he's been playing very well, and Taylor is the type of guy that uh, doesn't like to come out of the lineup, shall we say. Absolutely. More good news on the injury front if you are the Titans. Denar Searcy returned to the practice field yesterday. He looks good to go and should be back on the field. Maybe not as the starter. We'll have to wait and see, obviously, but at least we'll be there as part of the safety rotation come Sunday versus the Browns. Cody Riggs still remained limited, though, in practice, and that certainly is something to be concerned about because uh, maybe more so the role that he plays on special teams. Yeah, Cody Riggs was limited. Those hamstring injuries are issues that, uh, you know, you have to – really make sure you're past that or you can have a back set uh, with a hamstring. And I think that's one of the things that they are trying to do is just to be careful with Cody Riggs. Uh, we'll see if his uh, workload picks up the pace uh, any today and if they get him a little bit more involved uh, as we get closer to game time. The final thing from the injury report, it's not good news, but it's not necessarily bad news, Terry, in that punter Brett Kern missed practice on Wednesday. He was sick. So – undisclosed obviously what the sickness is hopefully it's a, a case of the stomach bug or something like that then in a day or two with a little rest and some fluid he will be good to go I think he's probably going to be okay for Sunday is the good news even though we hate that he was obviously sick at least at some point yesterday yeah I think uh, you know probably just needed a day to rest and recuperate I would think that Brett Kern should be fine and should be probably back at practice today and good to go uh, on Sunday against the Browns and certainly, when you look at an injury report and you're having two guys limited and one out as sick, that's pretty good news. This is a fairly healthy Titan squad at this point in time. Obviously, probably guys dealing with some soreness, the bumps and bruises, of course, that goes along with playing such a physical sport. But at least they seem to be in good shape. And this is a critical time for them during this three-game stretch, starting with Cleveland on Sunday. And they need all hands on deck. Yeah, they do, and I think, you know, you kind of hit on it there. This is a pretty healthy team right now, and you certainly knock on wood that uh, the health continues if you're the Titans, because really the only injury that they've had that's really been a serious issue since training camp started was the injury to Chance Warmack, where he had season-ending surgery. Everything else has been kind of minor, and to this point, they've been pretty healthy. And generally, healthy teams, and I know, you know, you have to have depth, but generally, the healthier a team is, the better they're able to play. You're listening to Locked On Titans on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. 
Football is back, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest games of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether it's the 50-yard line, the club seats, or even the upper level. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's true. Yes, I do. I have the app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for the weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you'll always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your bucks. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any upgraded seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their SeatGeek purchase. What do you have to do to get this rebate? Well, all you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, add a promo code, and enter the promo code LOTITANS. That's LOTITANS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. That promo code, LOTITANS. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code, LOTITANS, today. Terry, as we... Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Back into our Coach's Corner segment. We've got, uh, as always, a comment from the opponent's coach, and this week it is, of course, Hugh Jackson of the Cleveland uh, Browns as they get set to come to Nashville on Sunday to face the Titans. And he talked about, Terry, the quarterback situation there with the Browns, certainly some injury issues with their quarterback situation, perhaps some uncertainty as to who might play, though we feel like it's going to be Cody Kessler. Yeah, I would think it would be Cody Kessler. Uh, there's a chance that it could be McCown, but uh, most likely, you know, the signs are pointing to Cody Kessler, who went out of last week's game with a chest injury and ribs injury. But uh, it sounds like that he could be on track to return. Quarterback situation for the Browns and just keeping somebody healthy has just been ridiculous this year. And they've already gone through four or five quarterbacks, even having to use Terrell Pryor in some instances the former Ohio State quarterback who is now a wide receiver. So, you know, the situation with the Browns is pretty desperate at quarterback. And I would think that, you know, they would like to make a decision and settle in on the guy that's going to play on Sunday as quickly as they can, you know, based on the health of the two quarterbacks they have available. Here is the comment from Browns head coach Hugh Jackson on the conference call with Nashville Media yesterday. Obviously, it's a little challenging. He's speaking of the quarterback situation, but I think we've gotten through it pretty well. Cody's had a good 
day of practice, and hopefully we can continue to move forward with him. Again, I think it's a little early. He practiced today, and I think that's what's important. I'll get together with our medical staff later and see exactly where he is. Again, speaking of Cody Kessler, but it sounds, as you said, Terry, and as we think, that the Browns want to go with the rookie Kessler in this game on Sunday because, quite frankly, he's probably played the best of anybody that they've had as a quarterback so far this season through this 0-5 start. Probably so, although the, the sample size with Robert Griffin III was so limited that uh, you really couldn't get a real feel as to how he was going to do. He had gotten off to a pretty good start before he was hurt. But, yeah, in terms of size, sample, and play, probably Kessler's been their best guy. And certainly this plays into the hand, Terry, of the Titans in the sense that we talked about it yesterday, the Titans desperately need a win not only for themselves, but for the fans at home to put two games together, win two in a row, which they haven't done since 2013, but get a win in front of the home fans and start to try to turn this thing into an improvement in the record as well as the improvement that we've seen on the play in the field, on the field so far, and they can get to three and three. So with Cleveland having these quarterback issues and the – injury situation with those quarterbacks even if Kessler plays he's not 100 percent Josh McCown probably not as well really the only healthy quarterback they've got would be Terrell Pryor who obviously is not an NFL quarterback he's a stopgap fill-in guy that can take some snaps do some things in an emergency right they did elevate Kevin Hogan from their practice squad the other day so he would be available too but still I don't know how much you would want to put your faith in a guy who uh just came up from the practice squad, even though uh, the offensive coordinator there is Pep Hamilton, who uh, has that Sanford tie with Hogan. But, yeah, it's a situation where the Browns are in a dilemma at the quarterback position. And if you're the Titans, you have to take advantage of that. You cannot lose to a team that is reeling at the quarterback position, that comes in here at 0-5. That would be totally unacceptable and would wipe out the goodwill and the good feeling that they had uh, coming off the win in Miami. You've got to build on that. You, you basically, there's, there's one of two things going to happen. They're either going to build on that momentum and get to three and three, or they're going to destroy that momentum by losing and falling to two and four. And falling to two and four is a nightmare, I would think, for ownership, for John Robinson, and for Mike Malarkey. Not necessarily in the sense, obviously, that I think the ownership will go right out and fire Mike Malarkey on Sunday if they lose to Cleveland. It's certainly not good news for him, but it's the down part of this for the Titans organization is the fans and what will happen with the fan base because they're going to come in and, well, it's the same old Titans. They managed to lose to Cleveland for the third year in a row as opposed to what will happen on the opposite side with the win, and that fan base says, okay, now two in a row. We've beaten Cleveland. It's uh, it's a winless team. It's a game we should have won, and we did it. Let's move forward and look at next week another winnable game against another team that's struggling. Oh, absolutely. I think when you look, you know, I know that upsets happen and things, you know, of that nature go on all the time, and you know, at, at all levels of football. But you look at the top pro, the top teams in the NFL, and you look at, you know, even the top teams at the college level. Rarely do they lose games to teams that they are far better than, and and that's how you establish a culture and a winning culture is by taking care of business against the teams that you know you should beat, and then 
competing with the other teams that are you know quality teams that can that can play on the same level as you and play and and maybe that are even a little bit better. That's how you start to build, and the first step is by beating the teams on your schedule that you know you should win. And of course, Cleveland should be one of those teams based on record and the way the two teams have performed at this time. Let's move on to our Players' Corner segment where we look at one of the comments or comments from a player, and that player is quarterback Cody Kessler. And, Terry, he told us during the conference call yesterday that he still has some issues from the injury, but he is feeling better, he is working to get better, and he expects to be the guy to play. Of course, uh, we read you Hugh Jackson's comments a minute ago. He wouldn't come out and say definitely that Kessler will be the starter, but all signs certainly indicate that. And Kessler then was asked about the Titans' defense, and this is what he had to say about the Titans' defense. I mean, they're obviously a very physical front seven, and they do a great job with their back four in coverage to help them. They work really well together. They do a lot of things up front, and they're very physical to get to the quarterback. If they're not getting there, they're making plays on the ball, and they get to make you get the ball out fast, which means, obviously, as a quarterback, Terry, he thinks he's going to have to throw the football quickly. He's not going to have a lot of time to stand in the pocket, read things, and look downfield. It's going to be a quick passing game. And, obviously, I think the Browns will also try to lean on Isaiah Crowell in a running game that's not bad. Right, and I think when you when you talk when you hear that, if that's that, if that is in essence the Browns' game plan to get the ball out of his hands quickly, then that means as the Titans, sort of like we've seen teams do to the Titans' offense this year, when you're trying to get rid of the ball quickly, that means you don't really have to defend the deep stuff. You can keep things in front of you. You can cover a little tighter, and you and you know maybe allow the catch and then tackle them immediately afterwards and try to keep them from moving the chains that way. But it doesn't sound like the Browns' offense has a lot of explosiveness in it in the passing game, unless somebody slips through a crease or, or there's a missed tackle somewhere, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a whole lot of deep threats out of the Cleveland Browns because Cody Kessler doesn't have the strongest arm anyway. That was kind of the knock on him coming out of USC, and he's not 100%. Absolutely. I think that Terrell Pryor is perhaps that deep threat kind of guy for them, but as you said, not the strongest arm. An injury to Kessler means that they don't want him taking shots, which means they're going to have to get the football out quickly. They'll take a shot downfield just because you have to, obviously, in the course of the game to show the defense that you're going to at least try it, but I think we're going to see a lot of running the football and a lot of short intermediate routes where he gets the ball out quickly, trying to make sure that he stays upright, if you will, and healthy on the field because they certainly don't want to get to the point to have to use Kevin Hogan or even Terrell Pryor in this game for obvious reasons. No, I think you're exactly right. I think that there's a situation where, you know, if Kessler is the guy, I think that, uh, you know, they're going to try to tailor the game plan to him and and using that short passing game and, and trying to run the football is exactly what they want to do. Moving along, I mentioned in the tease in the open about an article from CBS Sports, and it comes from our friend Jason Lockenfora, Terry, and I say that because... At least he's not uh, talking about the team being for sale. Exactly. That's where I was going. He was the uh, gentleman a couple of years ago that first got that whole thing started, and to 
take up for Locke and Fora. You and I both uh, had sources that told us that there was at least something, some level of truth to the fact that the team had been discussed as being up for sale. Obviously, it is not up for sale. I don't think that's even an issue at this point in time. We are set with knowing that uh, Amy Adams Strunk is the person in charge. But Locke and Fora wrote yesterday in an article on CBS Sports that he feels like the Titans are in a great position to win the AFC South. Part of the reason, Terry, is because the Titans actually have an identity as a smash-mouth run-the-football team, while the other three teams in the AFC South have a little bit of an identity crisis with some things going on with their teams. Obviously, the Texans have a win over the Titans, but those two teams will meet again in Nashville. It's still out in front of the Titans, and he wrote that this stretch of three games is a big key because you're going to have two division games and a chance to win a game with the Browns to put you right back into the thick of things and perhaps with some luck and with a Texans loss, even get to the lead. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you're right. It's, you know, and the article states this. You know, what's there for the Titans is an opportunity to propel themselves into contention because they, they do have games coming up three here in a row, two of them after this week against division opponents in uh, the Colts and the Jaguars. And both of those teams are struggling right now to try to find their identity on offense. I think the Colts' identity is obviously Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, but they don't have a whole lot to go with that, and they've had trouble protecting Andrew Luck this year. The Jaguars, uh, you know, they seem to be in perpetual rebuilding mode and through at least the first five, four or five games of the season, Blake Bortles looks to have taken a step backwards uh, after he had really come on the second half of last year. So that has to be a concern. And the Texans, as you say, Brock Osweiler hasn't found any consistency yet. Plus they're out there without their best player, J.J. Watt, probably for the entire season. So this division is not very strong. And while the Titans are a flawed team, they don't have a lot of – explosiveness on the outside that you know their secondary is still a step slow in places and you know they certainly have their issues on special teams you know this you know they're probably in as good a position as any to uh make a run at this division because i think uh as crazy as this sounds eight or nine wins might win this division Lock and four actually said seven could do it in the article, which, uh, yeah, it's, I guess, possible considering how bad things are. We had, uh, what was it, uh, two years ago when the NFC South was won by a team with a 500 record? Everybody else was below 500 in the division? Yeah, the, I think the Panthers were actually 7-8-1, and one, and that was actually a precursor to them really putting things together, you know, over the next couple of years and, uh, you know, making the Super Bowl run. And then uh, you remember back even a few years before that, the uh, Seattle Seahawks won a division and a playoff game at 7-9. and nine. Absolutely. It is time now for our final thoughts. Terry, take it away with your final thought for the day. Well, my final thought uh, on this Titans team is the fact that, you know, a lot of people, you know, bash Mike Malarkey, and they said, you know, they didn't like the hire, thought that he was a guy that, you know, they could have done better, could have gone and gotten somebody else. But, you know, I think when you've got a young team, having a veteran coach who's been around and having a, a coaching staff with a little bit of experience and wisdom uh, and the, knowing the rigors of the league has probably been a pretty good thing for this team. Now, you know, will Mike Malarkey be a success here with the Titans? You know, I think 
you know, only time will tell. You know, you're going to have to go through another off season or two and uh, and just kind of see exactly where things go with this franchise. But I think having a veteran coach and a relaxed hand uh, with a team that's rebuilding has probably been a pretty decent move thus far for the Titans to fight hard. Absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. My final thought for the day goes back to the Lock and Fora article that we were just speaking about a moment ago. Folks, don't get us wrong. We're not saying this Titans team is a Super Bowl contender. Obviously, strange things can happen in the NFL. Is it out of the realm of possibility that they could make a run? No, it's not. But I don't think so. I'm speaking here and guessing Terry and Brad would also say that they don't think that that's a possibility or a probability, I guess I should say. Possible, yes. Probable, no. Don't get us wrong. We're not saying that. But this division is so up in the air and so bad as a whole that the Titans could find themselves in a position to make the playoffs at 7-9 and nine or even 8-8 eight and eight if they can get there, have a little luck along the way, find themselves into a playoff spot, maybe even get a home game as a division winner. But – there's still a long way to go for this team to get where it needs to be to be a true playoff contender and a true Super Bowl contender. We think, though, things are trending in the right direction with the way things are going, the way this team's playing on the field. They've just got to go out and prove us right and take that next step, win this game on Sunday that they should win, and then try to move forward and start stacking some wins on top of each other. If they can do that, certainly this team is trending in the right direction for the near future. That will do it for us today. Remind everybody, Brad will be back with us tomorrow, and we will have our predictions on Friday where we'll tell you who we think is going to win when the Browns come to town on Sunday. For Terry McCormick, I'm Greg Arias. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.